Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Chasing After the Wind series, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, and we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. Now let's join him for today's message. This opening in the book of Ecclesiastes addresses this very thing when it comes to life in the pursuits of humanity and gives us some insight of how we are to think and what perspective we ought to have on the things of the world and what this world actually has to offer us. And we're going to look at this first chapter of Ecclesiastes. We have this opening chapter written by what is attributed and thought to be and and most likely King Solomon. He was a wise king. He was so wise that kings and royalty from all over would come to visit to hear him speak. He was a very smart and wise person. And with all that wisdom, he writes this book called Ecclesiastes, and we see that what we hear him write about, everything he says sounds almost the exact opposite of what we would expect from someone who's amassed all this wisdom. And what we find out that he's like all the things that we do in this life, everything that we can accomplish on earth, anything that can happen in creation, you know what? It's futile. You know, I was I had I had one of my one of the kids one day read Proverbs 1. We read through Proverbs 1. You start reading it, you be like, man, hold up. Solomon writing about gangs. And don't run with gangs. You're like, hold on, they had gangs in Israel? Like, like they had they had Crips and Bloods in Israel? Like, what's going on? Like, what is, what is, uh, and it's in a, you read it, it's a whole destruction. He's telling her, don't run with them folk. They plotting, they scheming, they hurting, they stealing, they, they beating, they killing, they don't. You're sitting like, man, they, they like, they set tripping in Israel. And, and it's sitting like, it's nothing new. Generation come, generation go. Generation come, generation go. It, it's not like, okay, this is the last generation. This is the best generation. You'll get old, you'll die, another generation will come up. What he's saying is all, all the stuff you achieved, it's, it's funny. We're going to see this later. I'm going to give you a little peek through. He says all, this, all these efforts, he said, what, what do you get for working so hard? We're going to read in a few chapters in a few, in a few weeks. He said, well, you work so hard, you build all this stuff, it's great. You die, you leave it to a fool, they mess it all up. You die, you, you die, you go in the grave, and what they do, they sell it off to the highest bidder. Don't want it, don't care. What you thought was a treasure, trash. This is what he's getting at. He was like, we got to keep the proper perspective. And notice, he's saying, even as he's giving all this stuff, because he, he's giving all these things about that happens in creation. He's talking about the water cycles. You know, he's talking about the sun rises and set, rises and set, rises and set. Still going. The wind goes, come, goes, come, goes, come. Just still going. It's on the cycle. The streams. It's all these things wearisome. Even then he goes to your eyes. Look, your eye don't get satisfied. He's not like, I've seen enough. We can go blind now. The ears. I heard enough. You know what? We have reached our capacity for hearing. 
No need for you. No, that's, it, 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 it's built. It's everything under the sun. There's never the point where it's quenching. It's quenchable. It's, it's, it doesn't satisfy. That's why we strive and strive and strive. Let's, let, I, I give you an example. And, and, and I, I don't want you to get all holy on me when I say this. You know, when I, when I, th- I don't want you to get all holy and get all righteous and stuff and think, and think about you're going to respond the way you think I want you to respond. Let's, let's keep it 100. Can, can I get y'all to keep it 100 with me right now? Let's just say I have an infinite amount of money, all right? And I come to you and say, hey, I'm going to start giving you some money. You just tell me when to stop. And I'm going to start getting it. At what point are you going to tell me to stop? Who said, when all the debt's paid? So when the debt's paid, you're done. But I got more to give. You want some more? You want some more? Okay, we got one. You want some more? You want some more? You gonna... Now, it's infinite. I can just keep going. We here with... I got all... I got forever. I'm just going to keep going. How much... when... when is enough? Now, I'm going to keep it 100. You gonna... If I got a, a, a bottomless ATM, let's keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. You know how much we can do with that? You know what we can do with that? I'm not even thinking about selfish things I want to do. I think, I'm thinking about good things. We can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can build houses for the homeless. We can feed the hungry. You know, we, we, can, we can cancer research, right? You know, we can do all these things. Like, those are good things. Those are not bad things. But I'm, what I'm getting at is when it comes to, like, like satisfying, like, we have certain things. Like, man, we, if it's going to keep coming, let's keep it coming. Let's keep it coming. Like, there, there's, there's, no, there's no stop to it. Let's think about this. You have a, th- I want you right now in your mind, think about your, the greatest meal you've ever had, whatever that is. The greatest meal, whether it's a restaurant, a big mama, whoever cooked it, you know, or, or grandpa. You know, somebody went in that kitchen and threw down. Whatever the best meal, think about that. You ate it. It's good. Let's, let's say this. You ate, you ate beyond really what you were supposed to. You fool. Stuff. Matter of fact, you went to your, you sat down and like, oh, Shouldn't I eat all that? I'm guilty of that. I'm, thank God, my wife sometimes, I'd be like, I want to eat one more. She said, now, you know, you, eat, you keep going. You know how you're going to feel afterwards. That's why I praise God for sometimes. I'm like, yeah, she saved me from myself. Because then I get to that point, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have ate that. I, should, I went too far. You know, you, you get there. All right, you want to know what happens? Say it was dinner. You want to know what happens? You know what happens? The next morning you wake up, you know what? Man, I'm hungry, man. What are we eating? You just had the best meal, and it was all that you could eat. Just a few hours later, man, what are we eating? I'm getting my, my some, some of my family members, including my wife, other people. I, I'm I'm like a couple. Of, you got two different kind of people. You got two different kind of people. Some people eat as their schedules dictate, right? Like my schedule this and this, and then I I work in eating. And some of us. Our schedule is dictated by when we're going to eat. I am the latter. All right. I am the person that like, we're in the thick of it. And I'm like, hold on, everybody put a pen in it. Pause. What we eat? We did. No, we got work to do. Yep. And it will get done. But what we're going to do is eat. And then we're going to work. You know, it's, it's going to. Because no matter what point, we got to eat again. 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 It's not like I can have the greatest meal, the most satisfying meal, all that. But you know what? It really don't satisfy. You know, it, it got me to a point, but I need more. Now, I say that because that's how cycles in this life work. 
He's bringing this point when he comes to about the sun rising, set, sun rise, set, sun rise, set. It's not like all of a sudden the sun, like, you know what? I think I've been rising and setting long enough. I'm going to take a chill. Nope, it's just going to keep going. It says the, 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 the streams flow into the sea. The sea don't be like, you know what? We had enough. You can stop. You can just hang out over there. No, it just keeps going. He's bringing this point. He's using poetic language to make this point that when it comes to us and our strivings, when it comes to us trying to achieve, let me tell you something. If you put that on the pedestal of reaching it, you will find out it doesn't satisfy. You'll reach a certain point and you think, I worked my whole life to get here. And you're like, that's it? That's it? And I'm like, I'm like, like, like that's, that's it? I'm, I remember I read, I, read this, I read part of the book when Deion Sanders, primetime, wrote a book and he talked about when he won his first Super Bowl, very soon afterwards, he won a Super Bowl, worked his whole life for the Super Bowl. He found himself in a car about to drive off a cliff to commit suicide. I'm like, hold on, this dude rich. This dude got more He get paid by the NFL and Major League basket, uh, Baseball. He got deep pockets. Super Bowl champion. Played in the World Series in baseball and he's suicidal and found out the Super Bowl didn't give him what he thought. He reached his hopes and he found out his hopes don't deliver. And I remember that story that he wrote about and he's spoken about. I experienced, not, not that I was suicidal, but I remember I had prayed. I had prayed, you know, sometimes when it's your world, what, what, some of us, we live in things and we have something in our world. Like some, your world might be, you want to be this type of profession, you know, whatever that is. Some like, I want to have this kind of family. I, I was in my world, in my brain was like, I want to play football and I want to make it in the NFL. And I, on that track, I want to go to college and I want to win a championship. And then I want to go to My world was football. Everything was dictated by that during this particular time in my life. In my senior year of high school, I prayed pretty much every day. And then when I got to college, every single day, part of my prayer was to win a national championship. That was my prayer. You be sitting there like, man, that's selfish. I, I was a young Christian and I was told to cast my cares before the Lord. And what was on my heart and mind at that time was I want to win a championship. Now, part of that, I made it sound real holy. And I'm like, and if I get interviewed, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And I'm going to share my faith. And we get to the championship. And we're playing in the Rose Bowl for the national championship. And this, this is not to sound braggadocious, this is factual. We're up 30 to 0 in the national championship. It is a blowout. And I'm on the sideline, bored out of my mind. And I'm thinking, like, this it? Like this, I have worked, I have sacrificed, I have made decision after decision to be at this moment. And I found out what I had prayed for did not satisfy. It did not give me what I thought it would. I was sitting there. I had somebody try to call cap on me when I said, you know what I was thinking? It was in the third quarter. And I was sitting there. And all I could think about, and I was a newlywed. I had been married for a few months. You know, not, not a year. About half a year at that point. And we newlyweds. And I was thinking like, you know what? I want this game to hear and be over. I just want to go to the hotel. My wife kick it, get something to eat, and play video games. I'm literally thinking that. I'm living the dream. And the dream is not delivering. I'm living the dream. And the dream is not satisfying. 
And I came to a realization at that moment. The stuff we chase in this life, it don't satisfy like we think it will. It don't satisfy. You may think, you, you, you may have experienced this. You may, you may have looked at a certain celebrity a certain way and thought like, man, that person is exactly how either you want to look or has the look of somebody you desire for you to be in a relationship with. And then you see that person in person at the airport and you'd be like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That ain't what the magazine looked like. That is not what that, uh, I remember, I'm not going to even say, I'm not going to say this actor's name, but it was an actor that I thought was cool, like just a cool dude, cool looking dude. And this, this, this is not the knock height at all, because I'm, I'm, I'm vertically challenged myself now. I'm not a tall guy. But I remember I ran into this dude at the hotel, and I remember being so disappointed. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm bigger than him. I thought he was like, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm working out trying to look like this dude. I'm not like, man. Disappointed, didn't deliver. And that can sound harsh, but what I realized was I built up all this stuff in my head, doesn't satisfy. You sit there, you work hard, you got that degree, and you find out like, hold on, I gotta go to work now. I thought it was gonna be easy when I got this degree. You know, I got this job, I can pay some bills. Now you're like, hold on, these bills keep coming. Where is money going that I'm making? And why are all these taxes coming out? You know what I mean? Like, like you, wherever you think you achieve, you find out, like, hold up, this not, this, not, this not satisfying. And this is the point that he's making right here is that we have to have the proper perspective. And I want you to notice in verses 12 through 18, after he's walked through. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Time for Your Checkup, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches us to examine and engage the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To give, go to daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L-Jones.org and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. You think about like having kids is funny. Because you'll have somebody in your head that you think is so large and so famous, and when they were kids, you'd be like, who was that? Don't care at all. Don't care at all. Or, or you, one, one of your elders would be talking about somebody, and you'd be like, who? Like, like what? They'll mention some famous movie that's supposed to, be, supposed to be the greatest ever, and you'd be like, what? I, I ain't never seen that. I don't. And they'd be like, what you mean you ain't never seen? And you find out just how big a deal it was. Not much. You know, not much. You know, there are people over here doing some amazing things, right, in America. Doing some amazing things in humanity. And there are people in China that have no idea they exist. Don't care, don't affect them at all. You know, wait a few more generations. Matter of fact, I'm grateful for my great-great-grandparents. I'm grateful for my great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. You know what I don't know? I don't even know their name. I know they existed because I exist. I don't know their name, don't know what they look like, don't know where they're from. I got ancestry telling me where they're from, but then I'm going to go on and throw some salt. My percentages keep changing. I was 32, now I'm 31%. Now I was at 9%, now I'm 8%. I'm sitting like, oh, well, I don't know how trustworthy this is. You know, where, where they from then? Where I'm from? I don't know. It's, it's temporary. 
But this is what he's getting at. And verses 12 through 18, he's, he's saying some things that I think that are, that are major when he talk about this, this great lesson from wisdom. He speaks, he's king. He's, he's been given this wisdom from God to be the wisest person on the earth. He said, look, I have acquired all this wisdom. I have acquired all this knowledge. I have learned pretty much everything there is to learn and know in this life. And what I found out, that too is futile and kind of don't matter. You know, I, Pastor Ryan and I, he's heard me talk like this. And uh, I have found this to be true with others. We talk about it. You know, uh, at every level of a degree that I have achieved, I have become more humbled. And this is why. <laughs> the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know nothing. I don't, I, I, somebody asked me a question about even my dissertation title. I said, you know what? All it's really saying is I can talk a whole lot about it. That's pretty much all it's saying. I, I, I got a lot to say about it. But at the end of the day, there are some things in there that, 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 that I, we, we just can't achieve. We can't, we can't know. And this is something that he's bringing up in here. It says, I've amassed all this knowledge. And I want you to notice something. He says that God... This could sound weird. God has given people this miserable task to keep them occupied. I love that statement. In your Bible, I want you to underline that statement because what that is telling you and me is this. God allows us to do all this so we can find out this world cannot satisfy us. We need him. All that this world has to offer can't meet the thirst that we have. We need him. That's what it's communicating. Matter of fact, when he says here in a poetic fashion, he says, what is crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. That's a poetic way saying is the more I amass knowledge, the more I find out there are things I cannot know. There are certain answers I can't achieve on my own. There's a, there's a great book for y'all that like to read and you like science stuff. There's a, there's a, 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 a academic named Dembski and he wrote a book called how to be for, how to be an intellectually fulfilled atheist, parentheses, or not. And what he's, he's a scientist and theologian. He's a former professor at MIT. He writes on physics and theology and all these different things. And it's, it's really cool stuff if you're into, into that kind of stuff. But what that whole book is about is he walks through all these issues dealing with Darwinian evolutionary theory and those that claim to be fulfilled intellectuals. And he says they're all liars because they start from a place of life. And every scientific model that tries to come up with the origin of life have every single one failed. They have no explanation for life. Where does life come from? What is its origination? They have zero explanation. And everything they've tried has utterly failed. What he's saying is, we can't achieve the knowledge to know. It has to be revealed. And that's when he points to God has spoken. The origin of life is God himself, the giver of life. He makes that statement and he doesn't actually go and quote Ecclesiastes, but this is what the writer of Ecclesiastes is picking up is that God would allow us to search and search and search. I, you start look up, you go on YouTube and look up 
scientific atheists that came to faith in Jesus. You can type it in different ways. Came to faith in Jesus based off of science. I was just watching one recently. He was studying all these things when it came to uh, physics and quantum physics, and he came to the point to be like, yeah, we reached to the point that we're like, man, there's no more answers. It's the, the, the only answer is, is, is God. Now, the next question is, who is God? And that's why God has made himself known in Jesus and his revealed word. This is what the right of Ecclesiastes is letting us know is that God has allowed us and given us all this to occupy us so that we can find out at best this world can't satisfy. And you can chase and you can learn and you can go. And matter of fact, the more you learn, the more grief and sorrow you're going to have because you're going to find out it doesn't deliver. Now, this doesn't mean be an idiot, be dumb, be incompetent, don't learn anything. That is not what he's saying. What he's saying is don't place your hopes in it. There was a young lady one time, part of her journey to come on to know Christ was because she realized post knowing Christ is that she had an idol of good grades. Problem came is when she got her final degree, there were no more good grades to get. She defined her success and who she was based off of being top of the class. Well, you graduated now, where's your identity? And she found herself in a deep depression because what defined her was no longer in existence. And God used that to call her unto himself. He's saying, this world can't satisfy. You need the Lord. And matter of fact, wisdom and intelligence itself won't satisfy you. We need the Lord. You know, this is how he's opened up the book. He's about to take us on a roller coaster ride through this book. He's taking us on a roller coaster and he's going to look at different specific aspects of life and say, we try to chase it and we find out, oh man, that let me down too. And this is what he has to say at the conclusion of the book. I want you to jump every week. We're going to, each time we go through this, we're going to go to the conclusion of the book because it's all together, right? It's all together. This is what he says at the very end in Ecclesiastes 12, right in the book, the last couple of verses, he makes this statement. It's going to be on the screen as well, but I'm going to turn here in my, in my Bible. So with today, talking about the world at its best, futile. All that the world has to offer under this sun when it comes to this life, futile. Transport, done last, done quench, unsatisfactory. And this is what he says right at the end of the book. Based off all that, when all has been heard and the conclusion of the matter is this. Fear God and keep his commands because this is for all humanity. But God will bring every act of judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. His conclusion as he goes through this whole book is that we chase this world, we go through all this. You know what? At the end of the day, fear God, obey his word. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because at the end of the day, when all this goes away, this whole world goes away, all of humanity, we got to stand before the Lord. So while we do all these things and we enjoy what God has given us, may we keep things in proper perspective. Jesus himself in Matthew 6 told him in the Beatitudes, he makes this statement. He says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. If you are looking to be filled and satisfied, it's in your search of him. His righteousness. 
relationship with him, that's where you find satisfaction. That's where you find fulfillment. You looking for fulfillment in that job, it will never satisfy. You looking for fulfillment, a wholeness in that romantic relationship, won't satisfy. You looking for fulfillment in entertainment or achieving a higher position, won't satisfy. It's going to be found in him. That's where you, you, you hungry and thirsty, make sure you're hungry and thirsting for the right thing. And it's him and his righteousness and it's in that that you find fulfillment. Last thing Jesus said, and this, this is important, each of the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke say this in the gospel. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. All that this world has to offer, it will pass away. It is here today, gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. But you know what will last forever? The Lord and his word. May our pursuit be him. May we seek our satisfaction in him. May we seek our fulfillment in him. And at best, let this world and all that you do in it, you enjoy serving the Lord in it. Wherever he's placed you. Wherever he's put you, whatever job, whatever family, whatever gifting he's given you, whatever talents, whatever opportunities, whatever he's given you, enjoy it. But don't look for your fulfillment in those things or in those situations. May your fulfillment be found in the Lord and in him only. Amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the current series, Chasing After the Wind, 14 messages that walk you through the entire book of Ecclesiastes where we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to partner with us today. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.